What is up, everyone, and welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast, the afternoon edition. I hope everyone is having a beautiful day. Um, we're going to talk about the secrets of creation and what Enoch really learned. This is episode 236. Just a reminder, all day, every day, we do two of these a day, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. So, um, as we have people joining the live here, again, it is a live raw podcast, so I go through these and do these very organically, just like very um, visceral as far as how I'm flowing on a subject. So today is no different. Um, we're going to talk a little bit deeper about the metaphysics uh, that are contained within the Book of Enoch, and I want to go through kind of the seven main metaphysical concepts that are talked about in the Book of Enoch. Um, we see that the Watchers um, cause humanity to sin with some of this knowledge, but we also see that Enoch is basically given the same exact knowledge, uh, and somehow, um, he, you know, that was okay. So, um, but I think that there's a deep lesson in this, that Enoch was pure, his heart was good, he was righteous, he walked with God, um, or at least with the God spirit. And so he was worthy to be shown these mysteries, whereas not everybody on the earth at that time, uh, was, was prepared for these mysteries. And it apparently, you know, looks like they were, uh, abusing these mysteries. So, uh, got to get the vibe candle going here. Our little Palo Santos candle with some, uh, Pineapple, pineapple vibes to it. So, um, so with that said, um, I think this is going to reveal a lot today. And I think a lot of you that maybe you've been struggling with Book of Enoch, how to, how do you interpret it? Is it real? Is it, you know, I mean, yeah, it's real. It's really a mythological text. It's a sacred text. Um, and it's written, um, from the perspective of Enoch being a patriarch of the faith and, um, obviously, uh, knew things that others didn't, and he was kind of an intermediator between humanity and God. We see this in the Anunnaki literature quite a bit. So, um, with that said, we're going to get into it. And guys, I'm sorry, I keep forgetting to name the live stream on TikTok, and I we don't have a lot of viewers because whatever I had named it a few live streams ago was not a great name for the algorithm, and I just keep forgetting to rename it. So I have no idea what it's called, but. You know, we got a whopping three people on TikTok right now. So, um, anyway, maybe more will straggle in here in a little bit. But uh, we've got more on other platforms. So, that's good. But um, So, the Book of Enoch contains various accounts and teachings attributed to the biblical figure Enoch. It is important to note that the Book of Enoch is not part of the canonical Bible and is considered apocryphal by most Christian denominations. Nevertheless, it provides interesting perspectives on metaphysical concepts. And I actually want to get into what I think is metaphysical about this. What's up, Melissa? How are you doing, my friend? Really glad that you're joining today. Uh, Judy, welcome. Melissa, uh, Marissa, welcome. Crystal, welcome. Carlos, welcome. Danny, welcome. Leah, welcome. Jim, welcome. Now we got people jumping in. Uh, Michael West, what is up? Definitely should be a part of the Bible. I agree, my friend. It, it ties a lot of things together. Helps it make more sense. 
it, it screws up some things in the Bible that you think are cut and dry. And when you understand like the whole multiple gods um, that are present within Enoch, they're not called gods in Enoch. They're called Elohim or watchers, depending on what version you read. Um, but it lines up a whole lot more with the Anunnaki literature um, and trying to kind of understand that there's there's several classifications of beings. Now, there's a ton of different astral realm beings. There's a ton of different angelic beings, ton of different extraterrestrial beings. Uh, we don't know, you know, what or what, but these are all talked about in everything from the Anunnaki mythologies to these uh, early Hebrew mythologies. Um, and so what I want to say about that is just kind of understand the hierarchy. People will argue with me and they'll say, well, there's only one God. And, and I'm not trying to argue that. I'm saying there are plenty of little G gods that are basically uh, lords of the earth. Um, and they manage the ecosystem, even the solar system around our planet, according to these mythologies. Um, they're not like the most high supreme being that we hear about, like in Hinduism, Buddhism, um, even in Gnostic Christianity, the, the light of the world, like the supreme source and the mother spirit. Um, that's not what we're talking about when we hear about these little G gods. So what I am willing to bet is that um, Enoch was chosen by one of these little G gods uh, who is very, very high, very high up the ranking list of managing our solar system. And he was chosen for his pure heart by this God to share the secrets and the mysteries of the heavens with him. Um, and we're going to go through those mysteries, what they are, what I actually think that he learned. Um, and then we're going to talk about like, what does the Supreme Being have to do with this? Because he didn't like face-to-face -face talk with the supreme being you do that within you do that when you're on a journey within um that's how you get there you know that's um metaphysics meditation yoga that type of thing so um how did he you know what was he really learning and why was it so bad when the watchers were teaching this well again as i've shared on here you know it's not one-sided it's you know look at it from the watchers point of view they had families they wanted to take care of they were creating their own tribes and then there was one lord of the command telling them no 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 um and then you know with this it, it's painting it from a particular point of view so we just have to understand that um not good or bad just it is and that's how we have to accept it so what is up gretchen how are you molly how are you uh, yes, Molly says, hey there, Cub, and Tribe, absolutely. It's a beautiful day, beautiful day, letting some sunlight in today. Energy has been very heavy today, but it's all good. It's all good. So, um, so the secrets of creation and what Enoch really learned. So within the book of Enoch, there are references to the secrets or mysteries that Enoch learned during his encounters with heavenly beings and his journeys through the spiritual realms. While there is no specific numbering system to uh, the secrets in this book, here are the one through seven that I've laid out. Um, and I like the number seven. I've been vibing on that today. He was the seventh from Noah. We have seven chakras, um, seven deadly sins. You've got seven uh, seals in Revelation. Just a really important number. And I think, by the way, all of that are saying the exact same thing. Um, so, 
the divine chariot, number one. Enoch is said to have witnessed a heavenly vision known as the chariot vision. It's called many different things. Very similar to um, the, like, Ezekiel's wheel inside the wheel. So, um, this vision describes a complex celestial chariot, often associated with the throne of God, which reveals the divine order and hierarchy of spiritual realms. So, we see as Enoch kind of goes into this realm, he literally talks about what sounds to me like um, LCD or LED screen technology, um, you know, kind of like uh, tablets or uh, television type technologies, even holographic technology. He sees a throne room laid out in this chariot. You know, he kind of goes into the chariot um, and he sees a throne room laid out. Um, it's got like blue fire under it or mist. But think about this. If you are an archaic people and all you've seen is rocks and dirt and animals and stuff like that, and you step onto a craft like this and you even see blue LEDs that are emanating out from under a seat, you're going to call it blue fire. You're going to talk about uh, the throne being like crystal or lapis lazuli. Uh, talked about in many different biblical mythologies, talking about the throne of God. So um, all of those are kind of in agreement that somehow the throne of one of these gods or the captain's chair of one of these gods um, is basically made out of some sort of crystal and is emanating with um, some sort of LED or, um, you know, light emitting diodes or plasmic technology to actually send a charge through it, probably ground the individual or the suit that the Elohim or the God is wearing into the captain's chair. So, uh, Ryan says, what are we talking about? Aliens? Yes, we're talking about the Elohim, the gods, the aliens, um, the uh, watchers, fallen angels, whatever you want to call them. Um, and again, they're all kind of the same group here. But some of them are called fallen angels because of what they did with humanity. Whether you view that good, bad, or ugly, you know, it again, you look at it from both sides of the coin, guys. I'm just I really want you to open up and try to try to understand what this means for you. Not, oh, what's the historical context of this? What's the metaphysical data that's here for you to understand? So you can ascend, you can begin your ascension process. Maybe you've already started it. This might be the moment where You have a deep alchemy of what it is that you're learning, what it is that's been going on in your life around you. So, yes, absolutely. L is the Canaanite god uh, of copper smelting. Um, yeah, and by the way, I'm probably more brushed up than you, Mumbambo. Um, I've got 300 and some odd episodes talking about Enoch here. So, um, I've talked about... The Canaanite pantheons, I've talked about uh, the 70 sons of El and Asherah. Uh, we've talked about the seven seals in Revelation and the seven chakras. Um, and I'm not being prideful here. I just want you to know, like, go look. Go look at all the data I've put out there. I literally have, like, volumes and volumes and volumes of books for you guys that are in podcast form. These are not just to entertain. These are some deep knowledge that I'm sharing and deep insight and channeled sessions that I do for you guys. So um, we've 
we're only looking at kind of a particular point of view through Enoch now, though we have been reading the Enuma Elish, talking about that, where we've gone through Zechariah Sitchin's works. So there, like all of this connects. That's just one point of view. The Canaanite pantheon is not the pantheon. It's one of the pantheons, which is based on the Anunnaki pantheons. Like all of this goes back to those Babylonian, Mesopotamian pantheons of gods. Uh, Anki, Enlil, Marduk, all of those gods. Tiamat, uh, which can be viewed as planets too in all of that. Nibiru is in there. Um, so anyway, and that one's harder to decode because it's not as polished. It's very unpolished. So these are more polished. Um, anyway, that's just kind of my point of view. So um, I have not covered the Egyptians yet. Uh, mainly because <laughs> I grew up in a time where Egyptian mythology and, and, and Egyptology was of one mind. And now it's so spread and so diverse. Um, kind of having to go back and relearn everything. So I'm going to do uh, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth as well soon. I'm trying to fit that in. But right now I've been going through a lot of stuff. I've been going through a lot of Yogananda books. The Yoga of Jesus. I bought the Gnostic Bible recently. Uh, autobiography of a yogi. So I'm probably reading anywhere from three, four, five books at a time. Like actually reading through them. Audiobooks. Actually reading through them. And studying them. So I mean it's like a lot of data. And I'm trying to compile an understanding not a line reading from the books so that's that's kind of my thing i'm not a scholar here to sit here and cite a bunch of books i'm trying to put together the best understanding i can and try to re-describe it to the audience here so that's that's really how i approach it and that's kind of how my mind works so so the chariot vision hierarchy of spiritual realms i think this is really really important too to understand the hierarchy of spiritual realms and spiritual technology in your life so uh, there is a translation that um, uh, Billy Carson does. He's got uh, his translation of it and then his uh, commentary on it, which is really, really good. And um, read part of it. I need to read the whole thing. But um, fantastic by Billy Carson of Forbidden Knowledge. I'm not associated with him or affiliated with him. I just really like him. I'm a big fan. So, you know, go check him out if you can. But. So this divine chariot um, hierarchy of spiritual realms, like what's your hierarchy? What, like what's your chariot? What's your vehicle to get you there? And this is, again, I'm going to put this in like a very esoteric terminology today. So you can literally take this home, apply it today and start or continue or level up your spiritual journey. So just as Enoch has the chariot visions, what's your vehicle? Is it a Merkabah? Uh, a light body vehicle? Are you meditating to go within to get there? Are you doing yoga? Um, are you doing prayer? Um, you know, what, what is that? You know, and so I've got my spiritual rituals. I burn sage, I meditate, I pray, I listen to uh, lately a lot of Native American flute music to really get there in some deeper, deeper understanding. So that's a vehicle for me. Exercise is a vehicle for me too. Uh, mountain biking is a vehicle. Hiking is a vehicle. Um, so like, what's your vehicle to get you there? Um, and I'm not talking about any kind of drugs or anything like that. Um, we, I, I know experts in medicine journeys. I'm not an expert in it. It's not something I promote here. It's not something I practice. Everything I practice 
is burn sage, meditate, um, philosophy, uh, chanting, journaling. I do a lot of the like that type of stuff. Some crystals. I don't really even have any crystals on my desk, but a lot of symbolism to remember where I'm at. A lot of manifestation practicing um, and really coming into agreement with the divine source. So, um, M. Kate says sage and music, uh, native music, 432 hertz, incense meditation in the shower. Yes, yes, absolutely. Crystals too. Yeah, so that, that that's my vehicle to get there, right? Everybody has a different one. There's some people that swear by, you got to go to the rainforest and do a medicine journey or whatever, and I'm, I'm not that guy. Again, I don't promote that stuff because... I'm sharing where I'm at on my journey and I've had not good experiences when I was like way in the past and caught, this has been 20 years ago, um, using, you know, plant medicines or natural medicine journeys. Didn't always have a good experience with that. So I have really been, I'm, I'm more of a, a non-partier now. I'm more of a, you know, teetotaler when it comes to um, I don't drink alcohol. I don't smoke cigarettes, nothing like that. So I really am very, very natural about it. A lot into, I do freestyle yoga. So I'm just really more intuitive and in tune through all of that, um, which has been really good for me, really healthy for me. Um, I can't tell anyone else how to do their life, but that's what I promote and do here. That's my vehicle. You've got to find your vehicle. So it's all about what you need or feel okay with. M. Kate says, yes, absolutely. Herbal teas are also my go-to. Yes, very good. I do. I do a lot of green tea as well. Um, and then I have a specific coffee blend that I use. So, um, Great question. Uh, Keisha says, where can I order real crystals? I always recommend, um, and I, I would never want to take away from anybody's business, but for myself, um, dig your own if you can. If you can find a place that will let you dig your own, there's like tons of them around the country where they have quartz uh, deposits and you can go out and pay 20 bucks and walk around with a bag and whatever you can take home or whatever. They'll make you weigh it and then pay for it or whatever. So and here's why I recommend that. Um, yes, like if you're not near one, some people can be really far away from them. We're in West Texas. I've got to drive, I think, to Arizona to get to the nearest one. Um, but I like to like pick. I've got some stones that I've found in some lakes and stuff when I used to fish a lot. Um, a lot of places it's illegal. It's against the law to take any kind of stones or anything from it if you're on uh, federal land, if you're on state park land, anything like that. So be very, very, very careful. Don't just go take rocks from somewhere. Um, I've seen a lot of people get in trouble with for that. Um, there was an artist that was doing that for a long time and taking them from state parks. And I won't name names, but it's just like, how does that sound like a good idea? So, um, so be very careful and be honorable and respectful to where you get them. Only get them to where someone says, hey, you have the authority to get these from here. Um, Molly says, I wear crystals, power, meditation, uh, prayers, meditation, hypnosis, whole tones, healing music. Yes, Molly loves the whole tones and she introduced me to whole tones. I love the whole tones as well. I actually got uh, a request not from whole tones, the channel, but from another channel similar to it. Um, I, um, let's see, did I see the roof challenge? No, what's the roof challenge, man? Uh, drop a comment. Let me know. Um, so 
I did get um, asked to come on another podcast where they make uh, the healing type music or whatever. And we can't say that. We can't say that it does anything. But here's the deal. Somebody asked me the other day, hey, did sage work? You know, because I was buying some sage. And I'm like, well, I love it. My wife thinks it stinks. So um, it works great for me. For my wife, she's like, yeah, burn that before I get home. I don't want to like sneeze because of it. So it doesn't work for her. She doesn't believe in it. She doesn't practice it. She doesn't benefit from it, but I do. And that's why we're all different. That's why your vehicle is literally going to be different. So uh, yes, all of the healing frequency music is great. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm, I'm really excited and um, maybe we can get some, some cool stuff going, maybe some collaborations and stuff. So um, okay, so number two, let me keep moving along quickly because it's getting late in the afternoon here. The nature of angels. This is kind of the second thing that Enoch learned, or, or in my list, the second thing. Enoch encounters various types of angels during his journey. He learns about their roles, hierarchies, and the tasks that they perform in the cosmos. The book provides insights into the angelic realms and their connection to humanity. And so I want to be really clear. He learns about everything from extraterrestrials to light beings to psychedelic entities uh, to actual planets and frequencies, uh, he learns about the whole nine yards. All of the things that are um, protectors, guardians, and guides for the natural processes of our planet and the spiritual energy on our planet. That's a lot of stuff that he learns about. And you could spend multiple lifetimes learning about all of this stuff, by the way. Um, and probably way, way, way beyond. I think you literally have to go through karmic cycles uh, in multiple lifetimes to even get this. But some people we see throughout history were given, um, you know, these these secrets. So, um, and again, I'm going to tell you at the end what my theory is. If Enoch never existed, how can we still have this to be true in our life? I'm going to tell you my secret to doing that. So. Number three, the heavenly tablets. Enoch is said to have been shown heavenly tablets containing divine knowledge and secrets. These tablets are believed to contain information about the past, present, and future, including prophecies, celestial laws, and cosmic principles. Basically another thing. So you have all of the entities, the planets, the frequencies, the light beings, the psychedelic entities, everything that he learns about. But then there's also a data reserve of that that are present within tablets. Um, I consider this the Akasha, the Akashic records, the literal psychic records that can probably easily be manifest on, on any type of quantum technology or tablet, uh, literally a quantum tablet, uh, probably made out of some sort of crystal, very strong, and can literally manifest any information that you think, and it will tell you back. By the way, I think we're going to have that technology on our planet at some point if we're allowed to keep going. So... Um, you know, and if you study quartz crystals and other types of crystals, even the crystal skulls um, are talked about. Dan Aykroyd has a bunch of stuff on that uh, where he went on the Joe Rogan podcast, talked about all of those. Really fascinating. But these things literally have information in them and they even psychically talk to some people who are in tune with that um, in a very, very disturbing way, like a very obvious way uh, that other people have witnessed and just some really weird stuff. So... Uh, to, to think of having a quantum crystal type tablet that literally shows uh, any mystery you need it to is like right there uh, is basically what I think he was seeing here. So um, 
Then number four, the fallen angels and Nephilim. The book of Enoch discusses the story of fallen angels referred to as watchers who came to earth, interacted with humans, and produced hybrid offspring known as Nephilim. This account explores the spiritual implications of these events. So, the fallen angels and Nephilim, uh, highly, highly debated. Fallen angels good, Nephilim bad. Fallen angels bad, Nephilim good. Fallen angels bad, Nephilim bad. We don't know. Um, again, read it from all points of view. Some people have said Nephilim are literally like the Yeti or Bigfoot type creatures. Some people have said Nephilim are actual giants. Some people said that Nephilim are actually the men of renown, the heroes of old, the Hercules, the demigods, that type of thing. Um, there is literally data to suggest each one of those hypotheses. So um, you take from that what you will. Uh, but for me, um, you know, the fallen angels and Nephilim, I have to have a really fair and balanced view of it. I don't know. Um, could we literally be children of the Watchers? Yeah, definitely. I think we could. Um, that would explain a lot about our ascension journey back, like, and why we're trying, still trying to figure it out, why humanity struggles so much to figure it out, right? Yet you have some people throughout history who come online and awaken and, and lead people and help people. Um, and I think we're getting into a time now where there's more and more and more people like that. So I want to back up real quick to the heavenly tablets. You have heavenly tablets available. You're, you have a black mirror in your hand. You can either use it to go look at you know, what your, your, um, you know, friends, uh, that you work with, what their new, you know, whatever their new puppy or whatever, or cat photos. I mean, whatever you can use it for that, or you can use it to look up, uh, the mysteries. You can look up, uh, data from physics. You can look up, uh, data that we're talking about today. You can, um, engage with it and ask it things to show you to the best of your ability and the best of its ability to give you, um, some secrets of the universe, um, if you will. So, uh, it literally is how you use it. One person's phone is an absolute curse and a waste of time on their life. And another person uses it to build uh, huge, incredible businesses and change their life. Another person uses it to learn the mysteries of, uh, time and space and science and become more knowledgeable, um, more metaphysical, deeper into these spirit sciences. Um, it, you know, and by the way, in the same day, my phone has been all of those to me. I've used my phone to make money for my business that I'm now rebuilding. Finally, thank you, Lord. Um, rebuilding after uh, 2020 knocked everything down. And you guys know my testimony and how everything changed. And uh, the last last year has been rebuilding all of this and doing I do this full time if you're new here, by the way. So uh, it takes a lot of faith to do that. We have a really cool patron tribe if you're interested we have a call tomorrow with the patron tribe we do uh video calls each week like a virtual meetup um it's over on my website cubcooker.com weekly challenges 24 7 chat behind the scenes videos uh, an incredible and active community over there people helping each other exploring spiritual gifts just going deeper on all of this also if you get that and you want to upgrade to warrior status for just a little bit more a month you can go ahead and upgrade to warrior status and uh, get access to like hundreds and hundreds of my private video trainings through my academy over there um, and start learning even deeper in all of this and interact with the community as well. So thank you guys for your support. www.cubcooker.com. 
click on my profile picture, link in the description in the bio or in the comments, depending on where you're watching or listening. So thank you for the support. I will personally welcome you over there today. We had some people join today. We've had several people join this week. Thank you guys. If we have just a couple join every day, then we'll be meeting our goals in the next few months, uh, getting me back on track with my business and everything. So uh, we're very, very, very thankful to have all of you guys that join and support what we're doing. So thank you. Melissa says, looking forward to the call tomorrow. Yes, Melissa, you don't want to miss the call tomorrow. If you're not in, get in. You definitely want to hear it. If you are in the community, make sure you jump on the call tomorrow. It's going to be very, very important for everyone. And it will feed you, I think, through the week and, and even beyond. So I really, really want everybody on the call tomorrow if possible. So 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. It'll be in the Challenge tab on the Community Hub. So um, Molly says, welcome new tribe members. Yes, yes. We just welcomed, I think, five or six today and then several in the days prior. So uh, a, lot, a lot of new people joining. I'm very, very thankful. It, it's great. We got the groundwork built. It took me two months to just rebuild everything because we had started on some other platforms. Now everything's all under one roof, one website, one hub, one login for you guys. Super easy. It's off social media too. That's one of the things that every one of my members says they appreciate. It's not on any of these social platforms. It's off social. We do have a Facebook group. Uh, but we're doing a lot of the stuff over in the private group on my website because it's just... A much nicer, cleaner, less distracting place where you can meet and go for your spirituality every single day, interact with the community, watch videos, that kind of thing. So um, that's what I really, really like about it. So anyway, thank you. Enough about that. I'm sorry I ramble on. Uh, but again, I'm really, really thankful for that today. So I just have a, a really spirit of gratitude for everybody today, uh, the commitment from everyone, and, and really just my continual commitment to it it warms my heart so thank you guys um so the fallen angels again i think one of the biggest lessons from them is question everything question you know are they fallen because this god says that they're fallen are they fallen because the text says it um are they even real are they is it talking about frequencies falling frequencies um uniting with things that um were not natural and creating uh, monsters and giants and stuff like that. Again, there's a lot of different esoteric and literal and mythological implications to how you interpret Enoch. Probably a good reason it's not within the biblical canon. Then number five, the geography of heaven and earth. Enoch's celestial journeys allegedly allowed him to explore different levels of heaven and gain insights into the nature of the cosmos. The book describes various heavenly realms such as Garden of Eden, Paradise, and dwelling places of the righteous. Now, how, knowing what we do about cosmology, how is this even possible? Now, um, I am, for all intents and purposes, all of my videos approach things with the traditional heliocentric model of our universe or our, our solar system. I understand all of the other points of view. And I've seen some of the things, you know, that are posted about that, um, about an, an enclosed earth system, flat earth, all of that stuff. I don't really buy into all of that, mainly because I think that we have a lot of data to prove. Well, we got a lot of data to prove both ways, probably. But for me, I 
I actually have kind of an alternate theory about the planets. And I actually think that we in the 3D, like we look at Mars right now and we think it's completely barren. I think it's completely full of life. I think other lower realms are looking at Earth going, what happened? Like it's, you know, there was somebody was there at some point. I think literally these planets are like different times in space. And so like we look at one planet and it's just shrouded in clouds of gas and dust. Whereas the beings that live there, that's like a beautiful spring day for them. They love it, right? Um, and so we can't even see them. Even if we were to visit, um, they wouldn't. we wouldn't see them. We would be maybe a ghost coming in and out of our realm of vibration. And so as you raise in vibration, that dust may clear. Uh, maybe beautiful psychedelic colors, pure skies, absolute bliss on, you know, Saturn or something, right? Um, I don't know. That's just another theory. I think that that's like plausible with what we know about physics too and different vibrations and different quantum realities. Um, so that would be to me how Enoch might have literally gotten in a spaceship and traveled from the Earth and he's hitting all these different planets and he's able to see through either some sort of technology or an upgraded body or mind's eye or whatever, see all of these other realms and understand what's going on. So um, from number five, I think what we can learn from Enoch not, is not like trying to paint out a literal depiction of what he was talking about, but try to fit that into our scientific understanding. What does it mean that he was learning about the nature of the cosmos, about Garden of Eden. Where was the Garden of Eden? Garden of Eden, for me, literally could have been Mars. And we were kicked out and there were guards put at the gate. Flaming swords. I mean, like, think about that. Like, um, that could be really, I think, a possibility, especially from a mythological understanding from way back when um, with what we know today. So, have I read the knowledge book? No, I have not, Andrews. I have not. There's a lot of books on my list, a lot of books, and Enoch has taken me over a year to go through once, and now we're going through it again, and I'm going, I've, I've already done the Bhagavad Gita, the Dhammapadas, I'm reading Zachariah Sitchin's books now, Yoga of Jesus, the Gnostic Bible, uh, lots of stuff, lots of cool stuff, so. Um, so that's kind of how the heavenly realms fit in for me. Number six, the secrets of time and judgment. Now this is where it gets interesting. Real quick, Martin says, I think the garden is the quantum field of all probably and all possibility. Very good, Martin, very good. Definitely a plausible possibility, um, I think with all of this. So again, it's it's anybody's guess. I don't, you know, I don't know, but I kind of have the way I have to work things out in my head. And you do too, that's part of your vehicle, right? Your ability to cope and process data is part of your vehicle on discovering the secrets of heaven so and it's not just your brain it's your brain and your heart and your body and your your actual quantum mind and your field around you it's everything so um yes venus is more uh edemic yeah absolutely molly absolutely missy what is up my friend welcome missy uh i hope you're having a beautiful day uh, we got members everywhere, so thank you guys for the support. I appreciate it. Um, so, Secrets of Time and Judgment. Enoch receives knowledge about the cosmic cycles, the measurement of time, and the final judgment of both angels and humans. These concepts relate to the divine plan for creation and the ultimate resolution of good and evil. Again, I think what's the best thing to understand about this, we know time is not real. 
and judgments are cyclical. Like all of this, not to look at them as divine judgments of destruction, but actually apocalyptic ages of raising frequency and consciousness. Like we'll have an earth shake, something scary, something crazy, and it'll last for a while. I mean, we started that. Well, we started that probably in 2012, maybe even before then, going through an age of what you would consider calamity, growth, shrinkage, death and rebirth, that type of thing. We're going through one now, probably about to be going through one in the next few weeks. Like all of these things that are shaking um, should shaken and awaken us to try to understand that like none of this is real. It's all about how I respond to things. It's all about how I handle things. It's all about how I, how I am. Um, and that we can ultimately look at time and judgment as time is not real. Judgment is cyclical. It's actually apocalyptical, which means unveiling. It's all about unveiling a new reality behind that judgment, not uh, pouring out wrath because there's anger involved. Now, you see that there's some anger involved with some of these deities that are egotistical. But again, if they never existed, it's still about the cyclical timelines that unfold in our life and, and beyond and, and through the generations. So um yeah so absolutely absolutely um thank you guys for being here i appreciate you guys um and then number seven the end times and the messianic expectations so this is similar to the last one but i'm going to go a bit deeper with it enoch is believed to have received prophetic visions regarding the future including the coming of the messiah and the final judgment of the wicked these eschatological teachings offer insights into the divine plan for humanity's redemption so again you have messianic timelines and prophetic timelines and there's a lot of people that uh, say this was the one savior that was the one savior whatever and there's a lot of different cultures that do too they thought Enoch was a savior. Noah was a savior. Adam was a savior. Like literally, and then you get to Jesus, you had Krishna, you have uh, Buddha. A lot of people thought Buddha was a, a savior, though they didn't use the same type of language. He was, he was kind of the redeemer in the way of like, he knew the path and he could lead you to the path. So, um, so these type of things, like, um, especially during the time that Jesus lived, uh, purportedly in Palestine, um, people were expecting him to literally lead an up, an uproar, a re revolt, and uh, lead the captives out and like overthrow Rome and everything. And he didn't do that. And so, this is really interesting too. Messianic expectations. Like, what are your messianic expectations? Um, one of our friends in our group earlier released a video on their channel talking about be the savior that you need, like, or you are the savior that you're looking for. And I really agree with that. Um, not in a blasphemous kind of way, but in an if you know, you know, kind of way, like the Christ is within you. Once you awaken, that's the saving energy, not, not a blind, uh, you know, faith, uh, little saying that you say at an altar or whatever. It's like, it's this actual, awakening within you where you realize that that thing you're looking for is already within you and so and then in times once you have that revelation or gnosis then the end times become different it, it's the end of a timeline not the end of all um i look out the window many days when the stars are in the right alignment yesterday was one of the days 
and I was like, here, I'm standing at the end of the world. It's literally the end of a world, and we're about to shift into a new world. And we've done that actually a couple of times in my lifetime. I'm starting to know how to recognize them and understand that every generation is living in the end times. Every generation is living in the end times. And I really believe that. And those with eyes to see and ears to hear can see the energy overturn. They can see the death and rebirth cycles. They can see the renewal and the apocalyptic revealing as more and more people wake up. That's why you have shaking or birth pangs because you have a lot of spiritual babies being born, including me in 2020 when I started deconstructing and figuring out what I really wanted and who God really is in me and what all of this really means and, and getting really, really comfortable being blasphemous or heretical uh, because it really isn't when you know, like when you know the divine creator and the source of all as it is within you, you're really not worried about offending it because you're in alignment and in the will of it, not uh, worried about being crushed by a specific deity sending fire and brimstone upon you. So, um, and unfortunately, a lot of people are still stuck in that. A lot of people have attacked me because they're still stuck in that and they think I'm leading people to hell and damnation when really uh, the contrary is true. I'm actually leading people to their own apocalypse, their own revelation of the Christ within them. So uh, again, in a very non-religious way, I don't like to be religious about this because um, I just don't think it needs to be at all. I think it's uh, experiential. I think all the data is there. And I think that waking up and experiencing it is the only thing that can get you there. And that's why I love this list of seven here. I invite you to go through it, by the way. It's going to be posted in the comments. Um, it'll be posted in the description. It'll be posted in, um, yeah, in the description of YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Apple, and Spotify. So, Go read one through seven and like try to understand what do they mean to your life. Translate them directly into this is my divine chariot. This is my understanding of nature and angels. And replace angel there with guardians of order. Guardians of order. And in the heavenly tablets, this is my heavenly tablet. This is my view into uh, researching and understanding what truth might be. Um, and then what is your understanding of fallen angels and Nephilim. Like what are the things in your life that you've combined that have made demons and monsters in your life? And then what is your understanding of the geography of heaven and earth? Like how does it all fit together? You don't have to be right about it, but you can explore it. You can think about it. You can enjoy the process. And then the secrets of time and judgment, understanding that like time is not real. Uh, judgment is not what we've been told. It's more of the renewing and then end times and messianic expectations. What is my actual understanding of apocalyptic timelines and messianic second comings, if you will. Uh, so think about that. It's important to remember that the Book of Enoch is considered a work of religious literature and is metaphysical teachings are interpreted differently by various traditions and scholars. These concepts offer a glimpse into the unique cosmology and spiritual worldview presented in the text. Please note, always do your own research. This is purely my opinion and interpretation that I have crafted from my studies based on the original texts and mythologies. I'm not here to 
conspiracy theory, nothing like that. This is just, I enjoy the story. I enjoy the process. I enjoy the Ascension protocol that we are all going through together. So yeah, the end times is in each one of our lives. Absolutely, my friend. Uh, what topic do they usually attack you about? Oh, pff, yeah, any of them, any of them. Uh, Christ consciousness, multiple gods, um, alien gods, um, Book of Enoch is not in the Bible, blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't matter. You actually wouldn't believe it. I've seen a really weird trend where I'll get attacked for being too religious from non-religious people. I'll get attacked for not knowing what I'm talking about because I'm not citing sources. Again, I'm not here to cite sources. I have all the books on my website. Go to my Amazon account. Go If you're in my community, they're, the, they're posted right there. Go read them for yourself. I'm not here to do a line reading. I don't help anybody by doing that. I don't have anything to cite because I'm actually learning and experiencing and re- uh, sharing that in a kind of every man's language here. Um, that's the whole point of what I'm doing. Again, not to sit here and go, Mark 1, 12 says that, or whatever it is, you know, whatever the verse is. Now, I do that sometimes, and I'll read directly from Enoch, you know, but we read short little excerpts um, because, again, this is all about my commentary and experience rather than me trying to tell you, you can go read the book of Enoch. You don't need me to read it for you. There's audiobooks, there's YouTube videos that rattle off every word in it. Good luck understanding it. That's why I'm here trying to decode a lot of this and be a guide to this kind of supernatural understanding of everything. So um, that's just where I've stumbled in life, by the way. So, um, you know, when, when, you, uh, when you're told that's what you're supposed to be doing, you just do it. So um, Anyway, so I hope that makes sense. I hope you guys have a beautiful afternoon. Um, I love you all. Thank you so much. If you consider joining over at cubcooker.com, join the patron tribe. Uh, we'll see you on the call tomorrow. I will welcome you in there today if you have any questions, comments, prayer concerns. We're a multicultural, multi-faith, uh, multi-orientation group of people. So there is no dogma to follow in our group. We love you no matter what. We have everyone from... People that read astrology, we have witches, tarot, uh, Christians, agnostics, atheists, uh, spiritualists, we have uh, Gnostics, we have uh, people that are completely undecided and just literally there to try to soak up understanding from all the different people in the group. So it's a beautiful tribe. And I don't just say that. This is not some weird community where we all take the same oath. Like it's just a bunch of different people experiencing their own realities sharing that common resonance with each other so steven says you're doing great work thank you my brother appreciate you so much jim thank you sarah thank you david thank you doug lavender nana spirit talk thank you guys tom appreciate you guys so much carrie um anyway i hope you guys have a beautiful day thank you on youtube as well um don't forget listen to the podcast all of my official socials including the podcast links are at the very top on a pink bright pink banner you can't miss it on my website click on the social media icon uh, that you want to follow me on click on all of them and follow me on all of them uh, including apple and spotify so everything's there it's all official you don't don't trust anyone else's links only trust mine cub cooker c-u-b k-u-k-e-r.com i love you guys y'all have a beautiful afternoon missy says I gained so much from your bravery to show up authentically, maybe uh, more so than the content itself. Thank you, Cub. Thank you so much, Missy. God bless you, my friend. I appreciate that. 
um, yeah, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot uh, just to to throw myself out there every day. Just jump off and free fall and see where God takes us. So I love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful day. God bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And namaste. Have a beautiful weekend. I will see you guys on Sunday. I will do my Sunday live stream. So love you all. Peace.